Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. The entire first hour of this show will be in memory of 9-11, the brave men and women who perished, people who went to work who perished, and their families in this nation. I've been saying for months now, for months now, that those police officers, those first responders, who've been smeared, character assassinated, attacked in the streets, brutalized, whose budgets have been cut, those are our first responders. I've been saying for months now that the treatment of our first responders by Antifa by Black Lives Matter, and I'll say it, by these Democrat mayors and these Democrat governors and the Biden campaign has been disgusting, absolutely nauseating. By basketball players and football players, baseball players and hockey players, shame on you. Shame on you. It's important to remember what took place on 9-11. That enemy still exists. And now we have an enemy from within. That damages our country and our cities. And again, law enforcement. And they have found a political party. They've now exposed themselves fully and completely. Now I speak the truth here. Unvarnished. And there's a party that has now taken the side of the rioters and a party that 
is taking the side of law enforcement and the first responders. It's that simple. Now, I want to remind people, particularly young people, who bought into the Marxist professors, Marxist media types, Bernie Sanders, other Marxists, trashing this country. They need to be reminded about what took place on 9-11. And so it is, that is exactly what we're going to do. It's always hard every year to listen to this, and that's why it's important. Who knows about 50 years and 100 years from now? I just know those people who have done enormous damage to this country over the last several months, they've contributed nothing to this country. Nothing. They've taken from this country as they try to destroy it from within. It's not going to happen. They won't succeed. Why? Because we saw the response to 9-11. We even saw the response to the football game last night, which I'll get into the second hour. The bottom of this hour, we'll have uh, the great former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani, on the program. But let's begin... Mr. Producer, we cut 21, please. Cut 21, go. Many people were having to make a decision. Were they going to burn to death or would they jump to their death? 
And many people had to make that decision. In fact, there were so many people jumping that day that there were people on the ground who were dying because they were hit by the bodies that were falling from the sky. Then, of course, there was American Airlines Flight 77 that was hijacked and flown into the Pentagon, and the captain was Chick Burlingame, Deborah Burlingame being a dear, dear friend of mine. So he was killed in the cockpit when they took over the plane. He was fighting for his life, and he was fighting for the life of his passengers. You can only imagine how that brutality must have taken place. Cut 19, go. American 77, your departure frequency will be 125.05, runway 30. American 77, no support, radar contact, climbing, maintain 5,000. 5,000, American 77. American 77, contact Washington, center 133.27. Uh, 1327, American 77, thanks for getting. Bad luck, American 77, contact 255 American 77, uh, climbing, climb, maintain flight level 290, sir. American 77, climb and maintain, flight level 350. American 77, clear direct to Thomas. American 77, Indy. American 77, American Indy. American 77, American Indy Radio. Check how do you read? American uh, 77 American radio check, how do you read? This is, uh, Jacobs. This is, uh, Henderson, American 77. I don't know what happened to him. I'm trying to oh, read him. Oh, hitting you for, uh, serving that 37. Looks like he turn, took a turn to the south, and uh, now I'm, uh, I don't know what altitude he's at or what he's doing. Last night he was at, uh, heading towards Falmouth at 35. Well, just let me know. Okay, I'll try to get a hold of him. Thanks. While the storm clouds gather Far across the sea 
Let us swear allegiance to a land that's free. Let us all be grateful for a land so fair as we raise our voices, voices in a solemn prayer. God bless America. Beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above, from the mountains to the prairies, to the oceans, white with foam. God bless America, my home, sweet. When we come back, the great Rudy Giuliani. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.4 million Americans receive in Primus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. You know, it's a pleasure to have... uh, Rudy Giuliani in this program. I think I can call you friend now, Rudy. Can I call you friend now? Uh, I hope so. I'm a great admirer of Marcus. Always and likewise. Like, and you are, you are terrific. And by the way, um, I can think of nobody better to talk to today than you. You lived through this. You led your city through this. You see where your city's going through today. What, what, oh. are, your, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, this, is, this was a very difficult September 11th because of what you just said. And, uh, I mean, I'd like to just reflect on September 11 and about the horrible attack by these Islamic terrorists on us, and then the brave, brave response of my police officers and firefighters and Port Authority, and how they uplifted America and how we all came together and we fought back as one people. 
But I can't do that, you know, given what we're living through right now. When that that same police department that was running in those buildings, not asking if somebody was black or white or gay or whatever the heck. I mean, they weren't asking for diversity uh, numbers on the people they went to save. They're being attacked viciously as racists. They're not the racists. The people attacking them are the racists. And uh, I, I, I can't, um, I mean, I, uh, I have to admit that I love the police department of New York City. I had four uncles who were police officers, and I had one who was a firefighter. So I grew up as an admirer, and one of the greatest things about being mayor of New York City was being the commander-in-chief of both. And uh, to see them attack like this and to know how good they are and how professional they are and how, how many babies they save and children they save and how many of those are minorities and how many they've delivered. <laughs> to see them attack like this is terrible. And then when you reflect on it and you realize that the threat of Islamic terrorism is still very, very real, they're, they're there planning to come and kill us again. When we send signals like we're going to defund the police or we do defund the police, I don't think these idiots have any idea how they embolden terrorists. They took eight years to come back, Mark. You know, they, they hit us in 93. They took eight years to come back. You don't think they're planning to come back again? Uh-huh. You know they are. And they look at, I mean, they're looking at what Biden is saying and how weak he is. And it's almost like an invitation, just like it's an invitation to commit crime in American cities. When the Democrat mayors basically say, you don't get arrested, and if you do get arrested, a Soros-elected DA will set you free. Terrible. It's a terrible situation. Uh, you, you Rudy? New York City, the worst. You, uh, you sound very different to me today. You're very, very upset. I know you're very, very upset about the anniversary, and you're very, very upset about what's happening to your city and your police. I can hear it in your voice. I am. I'm very upset what's happening to my, my police department, and I'm very upset what's happening to this country. I see, I, see this, I see this violence out of control. I see that um, these, these mayors and these, uh, and these district, district attorneys, basically, I mean, they don't put anybody in jail. The district attorney in St. Louis, I just came back from St. Louis, hmm. turned down 60% of the cases presented to her by the police. 60%. And then she only won 20% of the remaining cases. And she was elected with $2 million from George Soros. And why would George Soros want to elect a DA in St. Louis other than to destroy the criminal justice system? Uh, this is, this is, this, what is going on, Mark, is organized. Mm-hmm. There's a, a plan to it. These DAs were elected over the last three to four years. The DA in Chicago the district attorney in San Francisco, the district attorney in Philadelphia, the district attorney in Atlanta, the district attorney in St. Louis, all elected by George Soros. All of them basically have turned down 20, 30, 40% of the cases the police bring. And the crime rates have gone up like crazy. And we have to reverse this. We've got to stop it now because it'll go on for 20 years if we don't. Now, Rudy... The people listening to this program in New York City, the people in New York State, all over the country, they turn to you on 9-11. And many of them are turning to you now. What do you want to tell them? What I want to tell them is pay attention to this election. The people in New York City didn't pay attention. And they just reflexively elected de Blasio twice. And um, 
he's destroying the city. Uh, they didn't pay attention to the fact that he went to Cuba on his honeymoon, that he went and helped the Sandinistas, and that he was so far left he can't possibly govern the city. So pay attention to this election. I think the future of our country hangs in the balance. And I, you know, it's, it's not even any longer about Trump and Biden. It's about whether we're going to preserve our way of life. So don't take anything for granted, and make sure, make sure you make the choice. You don't get rolled by the press. It's in the public's hands what kind of country they want to live in, isn't it? It is. It is. And I, I see what I mean. New York City, you could say, did it to itself. They elected a completely in, incompetent man with a philosophy that is destructive. A socialist philosophy that is completely destructive. It wants to keep poor people poor so you can dominate them. Uh, but have you, are you, I'm sure you've read David Horowitz's book, uh, yes. Blitz, yeah. about the con job that the Democratic Party has done on the, the black community. And uh, it's time to break that. We break that, and then we've got an America that's really going to soar. Because uh, the fact is, they, they keep people in welfare and independence so that they can they can have their vote they can just depend on it and if we can break that then we're going to end up with a country that that uh, does even better than it was doing before the pandemic you know we look at yeah trump is a trump whatever you think of donald trump he is a genius at economic uh recovery and economic uh growth Mm -hmm. what he did in the first two to three years is virtually uh unparalleled in american history I mean, all of a sudden, uh, the best employment for, for minorities, uh, the lowest unemployment, the highest wages. Here, here, a Republican president comes along. The Democrats own that vote, and the Republican president delivers for them in a way nobody ever has before. Uh, they should take a look at that. I mean, I've always said this, and I, this is part of how I got elected. I used to go to the poor communities of New York City and say, welfare is not the way out of poverty. Welfare is the way of being locked into poverty. If I can help you get a job, I can get you out of poverty. And I moved 600,000 people off welfare mm-hmm. in eight years. I think it was even a, a greater accomplishment than what I did with crime. But nobody, the liberal press, won't pay attention to that because it shows that conservative solutions like working hard and work ethic is really the only way out of poverty, not dependency on the government. It's almost easier, and I don't mean it's good. Uh, it's horrific. Well, I won't say easier. It's, it's, it's almost more... Well, let me put it to you this way. Jefferson, Lincoln, Reagan, they all said if the country's going to fall, it's going to fall from within. You saw how we rallied on 9-11, how we went after the enemy. This president took out ISIS and, and so forth. And yet we have this enemy from within that hates the country. It's much more complicated, isn't it? Oh, it is much more complicated. And it's hard to believe that these people hate America. But you look at what happened at the baseball game last night. Those, those spoiled millionaire athletes stay in the dugout or stay in the locker room while the national anthem is being played. These people are being paid, you know, $5 million, $6 million, $10 million to play a game in America. Mm-hmm. There's no place in the world that's going to happen to them. There's, I mean, what country What country do they prefer over America? And they dishonor our national anthem. They and, and they're protesting right. against men and women who make seventy-five, eighty, eighty-five thousand dollars a year and put their life on the line. Sure. I mean, like if if there's a if there's a holdup or somebody invades my apartment, and I am I going to call a baseball player or a cop? 
I call the baseball player, he'll send his agent over and we'll have to negotiate whether I give yeah. three million exactly. or four Right? Yeah. I mean, these guys are all about money. They wouldn't even go play unless they got enough money. They're spoiled brats. And then another group of them come from outside the United States. and I mean, they should be kissing the ground of America every day, like my grandfather did. Mm-hmm. We don't teach that anymore, Mark. You know, the, the public schools have stopped being the places that trained American citizens. The public school system began with the concept of training citizens, good citizens of America. Can you imagine if I went and said that should be the purpose of the public schools now? Mm-hmm. That assimilation, Rudy. No assimilation. Of course. I mean, it goes back to the 1840s, 1850s we started that. And that's why, that's why you said the Pledge of Allegiance. And that's why you learn civics in public school. The public schools of America are really what I was, I was a parochial school student, but the public schools of America really trained American citizens. They, they trained the generation, you know, that fought in the Second World War, the First World War. They trained you to love this country. And, and if you're going to love any country, this is the country to love. I mean, who, who, who's lost millions, millions of young men uh, getting liberty for other countries, mm-hmm. liberating other countries? No nation in the history of the world has ever done that. How many, how, many, how many lives did we leave in Europe during the Second World War? to liberate Europe, and then how many lives did we, did we lose to liberate Eastern Europe from, from communism? Ultimately, we did it without, without losing And lives. how many lives did we lose? And rightly, we fought the scourge of slavery. Yes, and they want to take down the statue of the president who, who did that, Abraham Lincoln, and the general who won the war because his wife owned slaves. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he, he was anti-slavery. His wife's family owned slaves. And they want to rip down Grant's statue, and they want to rip down Lincoln's, Lincoln's statue because uh, some of the things he wrote about race uh, didn't seem to you know, comport with what we think today. Uh, meanwhile, the man died fighting that war. He was killed. He was assassinated. And meanwhile, he did more than any other human being in America to address slavery. He, he was tortured by slavery. We know that. And eventually, having fought that war, cost him his life. I mean, the madman who killed him. Was was incensed because he had uh, fought the fought the war against the Confederacy, and I mean, who who has who has a country that liberates France and Germany, these rich countries, Italy, and doesn't take France, Germany, and Italy? I mean, the, the history of of fighting foreign wars has been to create an empire. America, I, only thing America asked. I mean, Colin Powell said this. Only thing we asked was some some ground to bury our people. And, and I will add, and, and, and I will add, Rudy, send our men into Muslim countries to defend Muslims. Send our men and women into third world countries to defend the people who are being brutalized in those countries. We are a great people, and we need to remember that, and you remember that. Now, by the way, folks, Rudy has a great site. He has a great podcast, rudyscommonsense.com. There's no apostrophe. Rudy's, R-U-D-Y-S, rudyscommonsense.com. I want you to check it out. It's really a great site, a great podcast. And I want to thank you, Rudy, for everything you've done in your career, too. I want to thank too. you. I've, uh, I, I, I've loved your interviews on Sunday night. I think they're thank you. the best thing on television. Thank you, and God bless you, my friend. God bless you, too. Bye. Take care. Yep. He's quite a guy. He really is. We'll be right back. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? 
because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.4 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a big show left still, two hours. Next one and the one after that. I hope you'll stick with us. The NFL ratings have crashed. As far as I'm concerned, they haven't crashed enough. I want you to continue the boycott of the NFL. The booing, something we recommended here last night. And you did it. I want to thank those fans, much like the Philadelphia fans who booed. And we'll get into that, too. We've got a ton to do. I hope you'll stick with us on this Friday evening, and I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. You have a lot of power, more power than you know. When it comes to news organizations, when it comes to sports, if you withhold your support, they die. Virtually every Sunday show is going to have Bob Woodward on it. Don't watch a single Sunday show, except mine, of course. Steve Hilton's good, you know, people like that. I'm talking about these news shows. Don't watch the news shows. Because you're just going to get the Bob Woodward crap. Forget about it. Doesn't matter. There's nothing breaking in that book. They keep breathlessly reporting stuff. There's nothing in there. Doesn't matter. It's not news. It's pseudo. That's number one. These athletes are utterly degrading you, disrespecting you, making bigoted comments about you, and then they claim to want to unite the country. Oh, we're just trying to unite the country. Well, don't unite the country. By disrespecting the flag and the national anthem and bringing in another national anthem. I want to thank the Kansas City Chief fans who booed during this so-called moment of unity. Moment of unity for what? Moment of unity against America? 
here's what we discussed. Here's what I mentioned to you last night. Actually, it would have been the night before last. What was it? No, it was last night before the game, actually. Last night before the game, and it was like 20 minutes before the game was going to start. Here's what I said. Cut eight, go. But we are going to shy away from you. And may I suggest, those few of you who are in the stands, you can protest too. And so when our national anthem is degraded, when our flag is degraded, which our men and women carry into battle, then you should boo like hell. Now, we Philadelphians, we Philadelphia fans, we know how to boo, don't we, Mr. Producer? We know how to boo. So you can learn something from we Philadelphians. Just boo the hell out of them. Better yet, don't go. And don't watch. So at the opener, Kansas City Chiefs in Houston, in Kansas City, the NFL opener, of course, we're heard in Kansas City, the great KCMO. Cut nine, go. Now, I didn't watch it. My understanding is they all hooked their arms together in uh, unison for something. Against what? Systemic racism? The police brutality of our first responders? You see, here is what our enemies do not comprehend, foreign and domestic. Here's what Antifa, Black Lives Matter, doesn't comprehend. Here's what Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Talib, Omar, Presley, AOC, do not comprehend. Here's what these quizzling mayors and these quizzling governors do not comprehend. Here's what our quizzling Democrat nominee for President of the United States and his quizzling running mate do not understand. Here's what the quizzling basketball players... Football players, their commissioners, their sportscasters, here's what they don't understand. We are not going to break. We are not going to bend. You think the country that destroyed Hitler and Tojo and Mussolini is going to bend to a bunch of white punks and Marxists and anarchists and black liberation movement? And billionaires and millionaires who pretend they're down for some revelation, a revolution, we're not bending to this. You've awakened us. You've awakened us. You've awakened, as Yamamoto said, a sleeping giant. The sleeping giant of the men and women of this country from all backgrounds every corner of this earth who came here voluntarily whose ancestors came here voluntarily and those who didn't and those who didn't we all now embrace liberty We embrace the greatest country on the face of the earth, the most diverse, charitable, beneficent country on the face of the earth. We embrace the greatest economic system on the face of the earth. 
The only thing that stands in front of us is the left. Big centralized government. The Marxists, the anarchists, the so-called democratic socialists. They want to brush us from society. Well, we need to broom them from society. When our forefathers fought for the independence of this nation, and they fought to end slavery, and they fought to save the planet, and they fought the terrorists who struck us like we've never been struck before, we were all Americans. Every background, every race, from the very beginning, with one thing in common, humanity liberty. There is not another form of government, there is not another economic system that embraces humanity the way our constitutional republic and capitalist systems do. Not another one. Not another one. Americans aren't lining up to enter other countries illegally or legally. People from other countries, other cultures, other governments are desperate to come into our country. And then we have a nation where a certain percentage of our fellow citizens are spoiled bastards. Spoiled bastards on the football field. Spoiled bastards on the basketball field. Spoiled bastards who are tenured professors. Spoiled bastards, rich punk kids who come out of these colleges and universities. They're going to change the world, they tell us. It's time to kick their asses. I don't mean literally. The great majority of Americans, all races, all backgrounds, love this country. And a little percentage of the population seeks to take it down. But that little percentage of the population has the backing, the support of very powerful people, billionaires like Chaim Sabin, billionaires like George Soros, more billionaires, more millionaires, pretend to represent the little guy when they want to destroy the little guy. I would take the cop on the beat to LeBron James in my draft any time and every time. I would take the firefighter, the firefighter, over any one of these athletes, emergency personnel, the military. We don't have a Congressional Medal of Honor for basketball players. There's a reason why. We don't have a Congressional Medal of Honor for football players and hockey players. We have it for heroes. One today. Who with his teams saved over 75 hostages being held by ISIS and scheduled to be murdered. Is that what Antifa does? Is that what Black Lives Matter does? Is that what the National Football League does? Is that what the National Basketball Association does? 
They exist because we allow them to exist, because we give them our money and we give them our ratings. Stop giving them your money. Stop giving them your ratings. There is no systemic racism. Not in this country. They must have us confused with communist China. There is no systemic police brutality. They must have us confused with Cuba and Venezuela and Russia and 90% of the rest of the world. These are lies, damnable lies. And I pray to God that on election day and thereafter that the American people rise up in mass and mass rise up in mass and put down this phony counter-revolution embraced by the Democrat Party, embraced by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, embraced by Pelosi and Schumer and Omar and Talib and Presley and AOC and all the rest of them. Bernie Sanders. We will defend our country. We will defend our private property. We will defend our faith. We will defend our, our families. And we will defend our president. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. The media in Washington and New York are irrelevant and puny. They're puny. They're going to be pushing Bob Woodward in his book. Let me ask you, each and every one of you, does Bob Woodward in his book mean anything to you? To your lives? To your family? To your future? Of course not. The media live in a bubble. They're obsessed with themselves. They're a bunch of circle schmucks. May I say it that way, Mr. Producer? And say they will parade Bob Woodward on their backs. Let them do it. Who cares? Ignore them. BDS them. Now, on my Sunday show, I'm going to have Candace Owens. She's a very courageous young lady. I'm going to have Michael Anton, who's written brilliantly about the coming coup. Neither of those individuals will be on any of the other Sunday news shows. Just Bob Woodward trashing the President of the United States through his slimeball tactics. 
And he's got audio. Audio that adds up to exactly nothing. One of the worst interviewers, one of the worst hit-and-run phony journalists that I've ever seen, quite frankly. We will have Candace Owens. We will have Michael Anton. I hope you'll watch us or DVR the show on Sunday, 8 p.m. The following week, we will have the President of the United States. The week after that, we will have the Secretary of State. The week after that, we will have Senator Cruz. We've got our foot on the gas pedal, and we're not letting it off. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, a champion of freedom. You know, you're one of the greatest champions of freedom in this country, if not in the English-speaking world, Mark. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. May I ask you a question, ladies and gentlemen? Is Joe Biden running against himself? Will the real Joe Biden please stand up? He votes for NAFTA. Okay. Now he's against NAFTA. He votes for the Iraq War. Now he's against the Iraq War. He votes for the 1994 crime bill. Now he's against the 1994 crime bill. And I can go down a whole list. He's a fraud. He's reached a point where he sees he cannot win the presidency by dressing up like Bernie Sanders in drag. So he's done that all through August. Now it's September. And so now he's flip-flopping, flip-flopping more than John Kerry ever did. He's flip-flopping like a beached flounder. Flopping around on the beach. I can't imagine he'll get away with it. Now with the press, of course, he'll get away with it. They're very busy. Hey, hey, did you hear what Bob Woodward video? What, what, what he said? He, came, he got him. He got, he got Trump. He got, he got. No, he didn't. Always say he did. 320 million Americans in this country. 320 million minus 10. Don't give a damn about Bob Woodward. Or his stupid book. Drudge can push it. Mediaite can push it. Chris Wallace can push it. 60 Minutes can push it. This guy makes 7, 8, 10, 12 million dollars a book just because of his media buddies. That's some kind of scam, isn't it? And he talks like Catherine Hepburn when she was 80 years old. Have you noticed that, Mr. Producer? Like he's got some kind of impediment. Like he's chewing a carrot or something. I think that, Bob, pick it up. I, I think, uh, uh, Bob. And then he's got that bloated, useless, barely literate buffoon follow him around, Bernstein. I said that the sock and van city of journalism. This guy Bernstein, who's now as wide as he is tall, the hell does he do? I don't even know what he does. He eats, that's clear. His food's all over his shirt, all over his chin. Bizarre. He was always the lightweight, and I don't mean that physically, I mean it mentally, of the, of the team of Sacco and Vansetti, a.k.a. Woodward and Bernstein. What a tough, what a tough story that Watergate was for them, you know? They had the deputy FBI director, 
This guy felt, or felt, I guess, Mark felt, who was feeding them, hook, line, and sinker, the investigation that was going on in Whitewater, excuse me, Watergate. So they just had to write real fast and type real fast. They didn't really do anything. Can you imagine? The number two guy at the FBI. Isn't it funny how the FBI is always trying to take out Republican presidents? What's that about? So they're just writing as fast as they can, and they're reporting. Ooh, look what we heard. Look what we found. Got one guy. He's giving them everything. Wow. I want to be like Woodward and Bernstein, fat and stupid. I really, oh my. Now, these are all buddies. They're all buddies. Woodward is friends with the hosts who are interviewing him on Sunday. It's so corrupt. So much of the media in this country so thoroughly corrupt. You have a president of the United States, Donald Trump. Every day, he's making history. Every single day, he's making history. Now we have Bahrain signing a peace, a Muslim country, an Arab country, signing a peace deal with Israel, the Jewish state. Before that, we had Kosovo, a Muslim country, signing a peace deal, or will, with the Jewish state. The UAE, an Arab Muslim country, the first to sign a peace deal, and they're signing it, I guess, next week, with Israel. And the UAE and Kosovo and Bahrain, as I understand it, they're going to have their embassies in Jerusalem. Would you ever have believed this? Of course not. And that's thanks to one man, the President of the United States, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. And he's been now nominated for two Nobel Peace Prizes. Have you heard it on the rest of the media? Do they think he should get it? No. They hate his guts. Look at the New York Times. Look at their history. I've told you over and over again. They helped cover up the Holocaust because the late, great progressive Franklin Roosevelt, the greatest Democrat ever, oh, bow down, bow down to our idol, Franklin Roosevelt. He urged the media in this country to cover up the Holocaust. Wow! But Donald Trump and Bob Woodward's book, you get the point? They have no moral center, to quote the idiot Mattis. They have no moral core. None. And so we sit here and talk about, oh, the NFL, they can all screw themselves. Oh, Bob Woodward's book, he can screw himself. It has nothing to do with the real world. Nothing. It has nothing to do with whether people can put food on the table. Or they have access to medicine. Or if they can freely um, attend church in this country. The unreality of the left, they try to make it our reality. And I have a sneaking suspicion, and no, I have no first-hand knowledge, but a sneaking suspicion, should our president be re-elected, God willing, that he will dust off the Insurrection Act that was first passed by the Jeffersonian Republicans and used by Jefferson and used by so many presidents since Jefferson. And he will have to use it to put down the enemy. The enemy is Antifa. The enemy is Black Lives Matter. And the enemy is anybody who's going to use rioting, arson, looting, violence 
against our country, to try and overthrow our country. Those are traitors. That's treasonous. It's amazing. They're pulling down Confederate statues, or were. Not anymore, because Trump put his foot down. No more statues. Don't pull down Catholic statues. Don't pull down Abraham Lincoln and George Washington. No, you're not allowed to do that. Or you're going to the federal prison for 10 years. All of a sudden, ooh, 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 okay, oops, oops. He's not like the Democrat mayors, where we can do damn near anything we want. Somebody wrote, it's not easy to do this when you have hostile mayors and governors. No, it's not easy. Saving the country is never easy. But great presidents step up, and that's exactly what they do. And it wouldn't be hard to put down these punks. It would not be hard to put down these punks. They run around in masks because they're frauds. They cover their faces because they're frauds. They don't want you to know what they are and who they are. Anyway, I know you love freedom. You listen to this program, and that's what we're all about. This show, everything I do, is about preserving freedom in the form of government that secures a constitutional republicanism. It's the same with Hillsdale. Hillsdale College is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, science, music, economics, or business. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they'll do that for you too through their free monthly digest of conservative thought called Imprimus. 5.4 million Americans receive Imprimus for free each month. Now we have about 14 million listeners on AM and FM radio, and about 6 million on the podcast, and God knows how many others in other forms. So at least 20 million. At least 20 million. Only 5.4 million of you have a copy of Imprimus. Now's the time to get it. And you, friends and fellow freedom lovers, you should read it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations, make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. That's levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Let, let me not sprint past this issue with Bahrain and Kosovo and the UAE, among others. We have two great leaders in this world. There are others, but two great in particular. Our president. President Trump, who has an affinity for the state of Israel and the Jewish people. It's too bad all the leftist Jewish people in the Democrat Party, like Bernie Sanders and his pukes, will never wake up to this. But that's beside the point. And the great Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu. And without those two great men, Trump and Netanyahu, none of this would be happening. None of it. It is a sin that the President of the United States hasn't already received the Nobel Peace Prize. 
And it's a sin that the Prime Minister of Israel has not received the Nobel Peace Prize. And it's a sin that Barack Melhouse Benito Obama got the Nobel Peace Prize. And so did Arafat. And so did so many miscreants and malcontents and reprobates. And here these are, these two great men. And they're hated by their media. Our president is hated by the media. Why? Because the media would love nothing more than to join Antifa and Black Lives Matter throwing Molotov cocktails. So instead they do worse. They're propagandists. They lie. They spin. They conceal. They censor. Hey, Bob Woodward, let's put him on Sunday. He's relevant to everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bob Woodward. Don't waste your time. Then Benjamin Netanyahu. The media in Israel even sucks worse than the media in the United States. They don't have a Fox News channel. They don't have a conservative talk radio like this in Israel. They got a bunch of uh, leftists. Leftists. They're even ruining the Jerusalem Post, for God's sakes. They got a bunch of leftists, with maybe one or two exceptions. Wonderful weekly paper over there. And they're literally trying to put their prime minister in prison. And we now know how corrupt those prosecutors were because they had a conflict of interest and they never revealed it. In our country, we have the Mueller team where damn near every single one of those Democrat prosecutors nuked their government phones by accident. They did it by accident. They didn't know their password, so they kept trying to enter it. And then after a while, it destroys itself. Wow. Must have found that on the Internet. They didn't make a mistake. These are thugs. They are mobsters. Mobsters with a badge and a law degree. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. this show go? It's going so fast. But we've got a lot more to do. A lot more. Conservative, my friends, if you're a member of AMAC, the Association of American Citizens, I want to talk to you specifically. This is the day to join. AMAC represents those who genuinely care about our country, our constitution, and our nation's future. It's the opposite. It's the polar opposite of the AARP, which is a left-wing, massive, profit-making, ah, whatever. So let's be honest. America's under siege, and only one membership group gives you benefits and discounts, really good benefits and discounts, plus deep convictions to defend America's values. Join AMAC because they stand guard, all two million members, and I'm one of them, and they're growing. And they stand guard to save the future. They're one of the groups in the battle for this country. The left is tearing this country apart. That's quite obvious. AMAC is in the arena every day in every way. And you could be too by joining them. As I said, they have benefits and discounts second to none. And their alerts, magazine, website, social media will keep you informed on what's happening. AMAC's national benefits and discounts... 
I'm telling you, I use them. They're fantastic. Most of all, AMEC is the embodiment of what we believe in, and they fight for it every single day. So I want to encourage you this Friday evening to check out AMEC. That's AMAC.us. And then if you're like me, you'll join AMAC.us, AMAC.us. All right, Mr. Producer, I unfortunately have not brought up my call screen. Do we have some really good callers? Is there a caller to whom I should speak? KGVO Robert in Montana. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I'm all right. Give peace a chance. All right. Yeah, uh, I'm a 22-year vet. Uh, God bless you. Retired. Uh, I was raised by my uncle who played in the NFL, and I'm sorry I misspoke to your call screener. My uncle played for three years in the NFL and then joined what? the Marines for 12 years. Isn't that amazing? And, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, my parents were killed in a plane crash when I was six, so he stepped Really? Up. Man. Oh, yeah. And he raised me and my younger sister, and uh, he's disgusted by this whole thing with the NFL mm-hmm. kneeling and all that stuff. Uh, but he was telling me that when the NFLPA starts to renegotiate their contracts and the the owners start seeing how much money they're losing by TV contracts and all this other stuff, that's whenever the players are going to get it stuck to. I hope so. Let me tell you something. You notice you, you bring up your uh, grandfather. And I've done shows in the past mentioning all these men and some women who are at the pinnacle of their professional uh, careers in athletes, uh, in uh, sports. Baseball players, mostly, but other players too, tennis players, golfers, and so forth. And you look at a guy, and there are many of them, scores of them, but you look at a guy like Ted Williams. Tim Williams was at the height of his career. He was a phenom. And he joined the military for five years. He was in the military for five years. Do you ever see LeBron James doing anything like that? Oh, no. He, uh, he, he came out of high school. He, he came out of high school. He became enormously wealthy immediately. By some estimates, he's worth a billion dollars. And he keeps trashing his country. Horrible. It is horrific. That's why people like that And he's not alone, and it's not only one race, it's all over the place. You can see it everywhere. People like that are not to be honored, they're not to be looked up to, they're to be denounced. They're a disgrace, an absolute disgrace. Where is LeBron James on 9-11? Is he talking about the NYPD? I haven't heard him. He doesn't have the guts to talk about the NYPD today, does he, sir? No, sir. No, he doesn't. And I want to thank you. You have quite a remarkable family there, uh, Robert. And uh, I hope we, uh, we can take the Senate in Montana because you got another fraud there as a governor. All right, my friend, you take care of yourself. Got a lot of these frauds in these states who pretend they're one thing, but they're another. They won't run on their ideology. They won't run on their... Look at Biden. He knows that 99.9% of journalists and even more of our fellow citizens aren't going to read a 110-page Communist Manifesto. So he lies, repeatedly. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.
Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You know, on the uh, far west coast of America, California and Oregon and part of Washington State, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of acres are burning up as I speak. Fellow Americans have lost their lives. Thousands and thousands of homes and businesses are in ashes. Untold numbers of animals are gone. And it's not under control. It's not under control. Now, for those of us who don't live there, we're seeing little snippets of this here and there, but we're not hearing really the full extent of what's taking place. Not on network TV, cable TV, satellite TV, nowhere. You've got these massive clouds from these fires now that are sitting on top of metropolitan areas, cities. But because they don't directly affect the media in Washington, D.C., and they don't directly affect the media in New York City, you're not hearing a lot about this, and you're not seeing a lot of this. Certainly... Not the, the, the extent to which you should, given the nature of this disaster. You've heard more about Bob Woodward's book and these ridiculous audios that they're putting out. And you're going to hear more about it over the weekend and more about it on Sunday than you will about these massive, and I mean massive, in some cases, historic fires that are taking place in the far west. Because they, they can't blame it on the president, or can they? The Biden campaign, Pelosi and the Democrats are starting to blame Donald Trump for these fires. Do you believe that, Mr. Producer? Climate change. And if he had only signed the Paris Accord, this wouldn't be happening. If he only regulated everything that moves and everything that doesn't move, this wouldn't be happening. Of course, they never look in the mirror, these radical extremist environmentalists. They don't believe in clearing out the underbrush in these timber areas. That is, managing them. They don't believe in 21st century energy. And so the trimming and the other work that needs to be done around electrical wires and so forth doesn't get done. 
because there's not enough resources. The resources are spent on solar energy and uh, propellers and batteries. And then you also have liberals in courts and elsewhere who do not allow human beings the access to water that they need because of a snail daughter or some other crap that's going on. I am not saying that all of this would have stopped the extent to which this is taking place in the West. But this has nothing to do with climate change. It has nothing to do with man-made climate change. And it sure as hell would help if these forests and these timber areas were free to be properly managed. But they're not. And there's almost no focus on this. Because it doesn't affect the East Coast. It doesn't affect the media center of our country. Where Joe Biden's favorite train and heavily taxpayer subsidized a sell a train goes up the East Coast. People in Wilmington and Philadelphia... Newark and New York, this is the Acela train. Boston and other locations. This doesn't really affect them, and yet so much of the media live and breathe in these areas. Oh, they'll tell you all about the Civil War, of which they know nothing. They'll tell you all about the 1619 Project, which is a massive propaganda effort to undermine this nation. But here we have this This true natural disaster going on. And they want to talk about Bob Woodward. This is what they're promoting on TV right now. 60 Minutes, Bob Woodward. The Sunday talk shows, Bob Woodward. This is how out of touch the American media are with the American people. You must keep this in mind. This is how out of touch they are. They're maniacs. They're obsessed. They're narcissistic. They're unhinged. They truly are. Truly are. Even if they run this as a headline, they run it and then move on very, very quickly. We don't get the truth. We don't get facts. We don't get useful information from most of the media anymore. We just don't. Let's see if I can do this quickly enough. My computer, my internet's been very, very slow. Let me see if we can pull this website up. Give me two seconds. Everybody, sing show tunes. What's that? No, 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 I'm not taking callers. I want to take a look at the... uh, I want to take a look at one of these websites real fast. Let's see. Let's go to the Drudge Report. Let's see what he's headlining today, shall we? Unbelievable. His top headline is Oregon Scorched. I want to give credit to Matt Drudge tonight. You got it right, Matt. First time in about 18 months, but you got it right. Oregon Scorched. 
And it's not just Oregon. It's California. It's parts of Washington State. And you see, these leftists, it's just like with the rioting. They have no answer for the rioters because they're ideologically handcuffed. Their brains are stuck because they're ideologues for the hard left. And when the hard left starts burning down their town, they have to decide, well, do I want to stick with my base or not? And they stick with their base. Joe Biden has no answer for the riots. Kamala Harris has no answer. They have no answer because those are their Democrats. So they'll throw a line out there. Nobody should ride. Has Joe Biden ever mentioned that Black Lives Matters is riding? No, not once. Antifa's riding? Not once. Has Sanders? No. Pelosi? No. They just assume call in the case of Pelosi and her friends, federal law enforcement stormtroopers or Gestapo or secret police. They have no answer for forest fires and timber fires. Because the things you need to do at least to control them or limit them, they don't want to do. Ideologically, they're stuck. It's man's fault. And the radical, extremist environmentalists believe, let it be. The environment will take care of itself. If it burns, it burns. And these are the ideologues who are part of the cabal that control the Democrat Party. Democrat mayors, Democrat governors, Democrat legislatures. These solid blue states, Washington State, Oregon State, California. It wasn't always that way, but it is now. So they want to talk about man-made climate change because out of this they want to control you. It's just like the race stuff. Systemically racist. Well, what do you want to do about it? Control you. Beat you down. You need to change your lifestyle. You need to confess to something. But this is going out in the West Coast. And it really is quite remarkable. The same governors in California, but particularly in Oregon, in Washington State, they can't control their streets and won't control their streets. Can't and won't control the fires either. Oh, they'll send the firefighters in after the fact. That's not what I'm talking about. Management. Proper management of the forests. Logging. They hate logging. So you have a lot of overgrowth. and so It's not the only reason. Please don't get me wrong. But it's certainly a leading contributor. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us. 
we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Mr. Producer tells me the Drudge Report had almost nothing on 9-11 this morning. Is that right? One link, maybe? Okay. Well, there you go. Give with one hand, take with another. Have you noticed there's not a lot of rioting going on right now today, Mr. Producer? Have you noticed that? If it is, there's not a lot of reporting on it. I could be wrong. I only know what's being reported on. I'm not in all these cities. I guess they uh, strategically decided 9-11 is not a good day to riot. They'll probably be back tomorrow. They'll be back over the weekend. Here's the test. Here's the standard. If a Sunday show spends more time on Bob Woodward and in these fires on the West Coast, then you know what a fraud that host is. And then you know what a fraud that network is. I don't care which network, okay? If they spend more time on Bob Woodward and his book than on the massive fires that are taking place in California, Oregon, Washington State, then you know it's not a real news organization. It's an appendage of the Democrat Party. That's what it is. Because this is a serious matter now. Don, Lake Ron Kankama, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hey, Mark. It's so great to talk to you again. It's been a while, my friend. Thank you, sir. And I, I just wanted to say I want to thank you so much for sharing that uh, passionate telling of old glory by Evangelo Morris. That was great. That was. And by, and by the way, Don, I, I posted it on my parlor site, on my Facebook okay. site, and on my Twitter site for anybody who wants to... Listen again and, and uh, circulate it. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to post it online. Thank you so much. You know, I was talking to, uh, listen to Rudy Giuliani, who was so disgusted by the way New York uh, City is being run and why they're so disrespectful to the police today. You know, when, I don't know if you knew this, but, you know, being in New York, he attended every firefighter and police officer's funeral. It took him weeks and so, days and weeks, and he did that almost full time attending funerals. He was an incredible, he is an incredible mayor. Absolutely. He absolutely is. And he's, uh, he's a great patriot now out there too. And another thing is this NFL, Mark, we don't need to watch the NFL. No, There's and I'm so not. Many other things. Oh, and, and I want people, no. pl- please stick by your principles here. You have to punish these corporations and punish these uh, spoiled multimillionaires and billionaires, not just the NFL, but they're all around us. And this is something I'm going to keep pushing as long as I'm behind this microphone, but I've already talked about a defund movement. They want to defund the cops. They want to defund those things that are important to us. They want to tear down those things that are important to us. After this election, I'm going to be pushing very, very hard to start defunding in significant ways colleges and universities in this country to start defunding public schools if they don't get their act together, and I don't think they will, given the NEA and the AFT. And look at how they don't give a damn about your children, so damn many of them. They don't care if they're educated or not. These are out-of-touch, massive bureaucracies that fund themselves, that promote themselves, and that put little banners on themselves. Oh, look at this. Higher education. Oh, look at that. All right, Don, have a wonderful weekend. You're a good friend, and we appreciate it. Don's a good man. Don reached out to my father for many years, and my father and Don 
I mean, they really liked each other. And there's a good reason. Don is a very, very decent and humble man. John, Quincy, California, on the Mark Levin app. John's gone. Andrew, Stanhope, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go right ahead, please. Believe it or not, the main reason I didn't want to point out that I had a part-time job, Windows on the World, which was on the top two floors of the tower that fell first, and I wasn't there. But as horrific as it was, there were so many people. You said you were not there that day, or you were there? No, I was not there that day, but what I really wanted to talk about was I went in with the Newark Police Department, and I was a video journalist. I was in the front vehicle of a 12-vehicle caravan, and the officer was telling me how much he appreciates the support from the community and that, you know, they get goosebumps and he, he couldn't believe people are holding signs. So he's telling me the story, the account, we're driving up the West Side Highway, which was dark and closed off to the public. And as soon as we got to where the power was on and the barriers, there were people, not Antifa punks, there were people from New York City with signs cheering, cheering the cops. Mm-hmm. When we drove around in that area, people actually in restaurants and cafes and looked through the windows and they saw Newark police. They would stand up inside the restaurant and clap. And when we stopped and we pulled over, a little kid came, gave the officer a card that he had um, handwritten, and the officer loved it. He was like, oh, I'm going to give this to my son. Mm-hmm. He had a little son. And also, speaking of Antifa and Black Lives Matter, when I was with the, those police officers, a nice African-American lady came up, and she asked if they could check her apartment because she thought the window, maybe somebody broke it. So it was just a thrill to see that. It, it was, like, awe-inspiring. Yes, and but we have elements in this country that cannot advance their own popularity, cannot draw attention to themselves, cannot get powerful, cannot get rich, cannot get reelected unless they attack one group after another and undermine this country. And they all happen to be housed in the Democrat Party right now. I'm not saying all Democrats, but the leadership. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Where Americans meet to defend liberty and defeat tyranny. Call the Mark Levin Show now at 877-381-3811. Sean Parnell after 9-11... 
He's one of those young men who joined the United States military, joined the Army. And he saw a lot of combat action. And now he's running for Congress in the 17th, I believe, Congressional District of Pennsylvania. Sean Parnell, how are you, my friend? Mark, I am great. And thank you so much for having me. I'm so psyched to be here. Well, it's a great honor. Briefly tell everybody, and you've written about this at length, but I want to remind everybody about your uh, combat activities. Yeah, so I, I joined the military uh, right after 9-11. Uh, you know, uh, after seeing 9-11, I was horrified. I knew that, you know, God had put me on this earth for one reason, and that was ser- to serve the greatest country in the face of the planet, Mark. And so I joined the military, uh, went to airborne school, went to ranger school, and I led an infantry platoon at the height of the hunt for bin Laden in 2006. And our mission back then was just to find him. Uh, we didn't, uh, but we found thousands of, of bad guys. And my platoon took an 85% casualty rate. Some of my men were wounded twice. And I was wounded myself, and I was medically retired from service as a captain in 2010. Uh, really broke and broke in. Left the military not really sure what I was going to do with my life. And, and I started writing books, uh, trying to tell the story of my troops, because I believed that you know capturing their legacy was immensely important. Uh, and I did, and Outlaw Platoon came out, and it became a, a bestseller, and that gave me an opportunity to do charity work, and that's what I've been doing until President Trump called me out to run for Congress. Hmm. Now, you, uh, you have two bronze stars. You were awarded two bronze stars also, and, uh, and your story, actually, we don't have time to get in, is, is actually a much, much more compelling. You really are a hero, and you've decided to run for Congress. What is it that motivates you, other than the president telling you? Is it what you see going on in the country? Is that why you want to run for Congress, too? Absolutely. You know, politicians I've seen over my whole life, politicians tend to think elections and politics are about them. But that is not true. Politics and elections are about the people. And, and what I learned in combat is it didn't matter what color your skin was or where you came from or how much money you made or whether you lived in the North or the South or you were a Republican, Democrat. It didn't matter. Leadership is about bringing people together uh, in support of a common mission. And really, that's the leadership lesson that I learned in Afghanistan and all this divisiveness in, in this party, and specifically what the Democrats are doing to this country right now. Uh, it's just sickening to me. And really, what really got me off the, off the fence and into the fight, you know, obviously, it was the president calling me out, and that's a tremendous honor for me. But it was really the impeachment vote that really got me sickened because essentially what the Democrats were trying to do was silence the voice of 60-plus million people and undo an election and remove a duly elected president. And I just thought, my oath to the Constitution is lifelong, and I can't allow that to happen. Now tell us about your district. What kind of district is it? What are the major towns in your district? Yeah, so Pennsylvania 17, if it had existed in 2016, the president would have won the district by 10,000 votes. Senator Pat Toomey would have won it by 17,000 votes. It's a mix of uh, you know blue-collar and suburban voters um, in it's the quintessential swing district. It is the biggest swing district in the country. The, uh, put quite simply, Mark, there, there's no path for the president to win the state of Pennsylvania without Pennsylvania 17. And so everything in this state hinges on this district. And again, President Trump won it in 2016, uh, and I intend to win it again. I mean, we, and I'm talking about this on, on your show for the first time, but we just got internal polling back. And, and this race right now is a tie right Jeez. down the middle. 50-plus days prior to an election, we're tied. So uh, we have all the momentum in our corner, and, and I feel like we're going to win. And so I need all the help that I can get. What is, what is your website if people want to help you? Oh, please go to my website. It's officialseanparnell.ca. Uh, 
see, or I'm sorry, Sean for Congress messed up the whole thing. SeanforCongress.co. SeanforCongress.co. Mr. Producer, do we have that up there? So you can go to Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter. Go to our parlor site. We love our parlor. Uh, and you can uh, link up with Sean Parnell. He's an American hero. This is a crucial district in Pennsylvania. This is the key to the Keystone State. If Sean Parnell carries this district and the president carries this district, the president may well and probably will win Pennsylvania. That's how important it is. Your opponent is a veteran, too, though, right? But he's kind of a liberal. Yeah, well, he, he's voted with Nancy Pelosi 93% of the time. He was a lawyer in the Marine Corps. Uh, and he was sort of swept into a pow- swept into power in a special election, but uh, that doesn't matter. He has a record now, um, and it's pretty radical. It's pretty radical. So he's he votes with San Francisco Pelosi. He votes with well. First of all, he said part part of his campaign was that I'm not going to support Nancy Pelosi, but he votes with her over 93 percent of the time. And what's even more disconcerting than that is that he votes with even the most radical elements of his party, Ilhan Omar, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, over 90 percent of the time too. The main so, pillar so he doesn't really represent this district. No, no. He said he, in fact, the reason why he won is he said he was going to be an independent, moderate voice. That's clearly not true. Said he was going to be pro-gun. He posed with a gun in his first ad. Now he has an F rating from the NRA. Said he was going to be pro-life. And now he votes against the Born Alive Act, not once, but twice. Said he was going to support President Trump. But guess what? Voted to impeach President Trump and has only really voted to support him 8% of the time. He's a case study in saying one thing in district and doing something vastly different in Washington, and he needs to go. And he's basically a lawyer. And let me ask you this. What, what is his name? Connor Lamb. And isn't it interesting? There, there's a bit of a controversy here. I'd like you to straighten this out for me. Did Jake Tapper, a so-called journalist at CNN, a host at CNN, try to discourage you from running in this district? Well, so I, I typically don't make a habit of talking about personal conversations, but I will mm-hmm. tell you. Well, it's all over the place. <laughs> well, back back in October, I told Jake that I have, I have little interest in running in a safe Republican seat. Why would I run against one of my uh, Republic, future Republican colleagues, some people that I consider friends? And they're doing a good job. Uh, and I told him that I have little interest in the status quo. And my mission is to take back the House. My mission is to take the gavel away from from Nancy Pelosi uh, and, and give the power in this country back to the people. But ultimately, I, I wanted to give the people of Western Pennsylvania a, a voice in their political destinies because right now they don't have one. And so that's that's what I told Jake back back in October. And it's you know my stance on it really hasn't changed. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um. Do the people in your district, you say it's a dead heat right now, the people in your district, the media, partisan, uh, does your opponent have more or less money than you? How's it looking? Uh, well, we outraised uh, Lamb in the second quarter. He's got more cash on hand, obviously, as an incumbent, but not much. Uh, in fact, I think we're wiping that out in the third quarter. But we outraised Connor Lamb in the second quarter by $270,000. And of the 30 or so House Democrats in Republican districts, I think Connor Lamb overall in fundraising was like 27th or 28th. So he's a, he's a weak fundraiser. So we, had a, we raised about $717,000 in the second quarter. And we are on pace to double that in the third quarter. We're on so, pace for a gangbusters third quarter. But it's a, it's, it's, this is going to be a tight race. So, America, you can help out Sean Parnell. Sean, what is your website again? Now, before you say it, think about it. What is your website again? Go ahead. <laughs> sorry, sorry. SeanforCongress.co. S-E-A-N, SeanforCongress.co. 
Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. So if people in your district or all over Pennsylvania, all over the country want to support you, they can. People in and around your district are going to work on Election Day in the various precincts. They can contact you. They can distribute information. They can get it at your site. And I just want to say, if your opponent wants to come on this program and be scrutinized, he is more than welcome to. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> good luck getting him on. Good luck getting him on. He, 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 his nickname in the district is the Invisible Man. So, But, you know, this is very, they're very important to me. I'm a Pennsylvanian. Did you know I'm a Pennsylvanian? Did I, I tell you that, that when we met? I don't think I did. Yeah. No, you didn't, but I've been listening to your show for a long time. I'm a little nervous here. (laughs) Nothing to be nervous about. Your name isn't Bernie Sanders. Let me tell you, I'm a Pennsylvanian, but the part of Pennsylvania I'm from really is nothing like the part of Pennsylvania you're from. I'm from a a county that used to be a Republican county. You know, these counties that encircle Philadelphia, they've all dropped. And it was called, and is called, Montgomery County. Uh It's nothing like... Pennsylvania 17th District, and people need to understand Pennsylvania is a very diverse state. It I is. mean, on the, the southeastern side versus where where you live, and you've lived in this area pretty much your whole life, haven't you? Yeah, I was born and raised here. I mean, I, I was born at McGee's Woman's Hospital in Pittsburgh. Went to Greensburg Central Catholic High School. Went to Duquesne University for my undergrad. Went to the military. Got shot up in Afghanistan. Came back. Went to grad school, uh, and I've been here ever since. You know, and and so I know this area. I know this region. And I know the people here, Mark, and I'm telling you, like over the last three months, we've had over 3,000 new volunteers, mostly young people, sign up for this campaign. Uh, we're knocking 500 doors a day uh, during the week and a couple thousand uh, a day on the weekends. We're doing everything that's necessary to run a solid ground game, raise a lot of money, get our message out, because I believe that if we have the money to get our message out, we win. We take back this district uh, and ultimately, I think, deliver the state of Pennsylvania for the president. Um, we're doing all the right stuff. So if you're looking, if you're out there looking to adopt a district, maybe you live in a Maryland district at a D plus 40. Maybe maybe there's not a shot for a Republican to take back your district. Consider investing in me uh, because we will put it to good use. Mm-hmm. So you have a good ground game on Election Day. You're going to have most of these precincts covered. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, we've got we call we call the my ground game Parnell's platoon. And mm-hmm. so. They sign up. They've got a brand. They knock doors. In fact, all of most of my weekends are just about going around to each one of these, to each one of our rallies. What we call we got roadside rallies. We got Super Saturdays where we go out and knock doors. And one of the promises that I made uh, to my volunteers when when they sign up is that I will be there for you. Like this job is about service, first, last, and always. And one of the things that having watched campaigns from afar and even volunteered on campaigns, Mark, is that volunteers are often overlooked. But you don't mm-hmm. want to overlook that, you know, that, you know, that people that are, you know, dialing for you. Uh, you don't want to overlook people that are knocking doors for you. You don't want to overlook people that are volunteering their time, which is something that we can't get back. So I show up for my volunteers, and I think they show up for me. And, and I hope that it pays off dividends on Election Day. One more time, your website. <laughs> SeanforCongress.co. That's not a .com. It's a .co. All right, S-E-A-N for Congress.co. We wish you all the best, my friend. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate you making time for me, Mark. No, it's my pleasure. God bless you. Thank you for making time for us. You take care of yourself. This guy's a hero. 9-11 happens. He drops what he's doing, joins the United States Army. And you can see what a soldier this man is. Unbelievable. And he kind of downplays, because we don't have enough time, uh, his combat experience. It's absolutely heroic. 
two bronze stars. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Had some great people on this program and great callers, too. I want to thank you all on what is a very, very important day. And we should take what we've learned in American history, what we've learned, and carry it forward. We have, what is it, 50-some days until the election. And that means a very few weekends left. So you need to spend this time on the phone, texting, emailing, just doing everything you can to make sure that people who should vote and will vote for the President of the United States, come out in mass. And same with people on the fence. If you know people on the fence, it's time to try and work with them and persuade them. Don't forget, we have a big-time Sunday show. Candace Owens, as well as uh, Michael Anton. By the way, the Saturday rerun show at 7 p.m. is going to be big Eastern time. My interview with Ben Shapiro, so Ben will be back. Do not watch the Sunday news shows. We don't care about Bob Woodward. We don't care in the least. Ladies and gentlemen, every Friday in America, here we go.
right, the week is officially over and the weekend begins now. Don't forget, Life, Liberty, and Levin, Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can DVR it if you can't watch it live on Fox. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. Thank you for all those of you who had to deal with the horrific 9-11. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Gigi. And good night, my beautiful little Barney. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. And good night, Leo. America! From the Westwood One Podcast Network. 